Welcome, everyone, to the Carolina Outdoors. We're trying to get our auctioneer voice down. Wes, I had the opportunity, the privilege, if you will, and I'm not an auctioneer, let me say it like mm-hmm. that, but to play the part of an auctioneer over at uh, the Rocky River Trout Unlimited yeah. Banquet. Good friends of ours. Yeah, tr- trying to raise money for um, cold water conservation and not just the conservation part of it, but the education Mm -hmm. part of it. Of course, Trout Unlimited was started in Michigan, 1961, but one of the charges they had was to get people fishing because it helped them appreciate uh, the environment and being in it. And when you had an appreciation for for being out there, you would participate more in it, in the conservation and, and that sort of thing. So, uh, from 1961, of course, the Charlotte chapter really became rejuvenated in the early 80s, I mm-hmm. think 1981. But anyway, working on um, the auctioneering voice. Get that cattle rattle going down in the diaphragm. <laughs> That's one of the appearances that we're doing from the crew over at Jesse Brown's Outdoors, where Wes Lawson and myself, Bill Barty, hang our hat through the week. But we do like to participate in the community, like being at a banquet such as the one at Trout Unlimited. Um, one of the things upcoming for you, Wes, mm-hmm. is you're going to be, it's because you're prettier, um, television. Yeah. You've been on several times on uh, some of the WBTV shows, which is a station right down the hall from Studio D here Mm -hmm. as we uh, uh, broadcast here out of Studio D at WBT. But WBTV television, you've helped them with, let's see, um, camping and packing a backpack. What is the topic uh, upcoming next week that you're going to be delving into? Yeah, so I'll say, first of all, I've never been called pretty. (laughs) So that's a first. Um, The other is, if you do have an auction or a TV show, we're always happy to show up. (laughs) Yes, we are. um, Yeah, so the first time I was on uh, WBTV's QC at 3 was on um, fishing. And we talked about fly fishing mostly, but fishing. And then one was about hiking. And then uh, coming up on... February 20th, Cheryl Brayboy is going to come over and see me. We'll, we'll be over at Park Road Park talking about um, camping. And it's going to be two segments for uh, QC morning and then one for QC at 3, the afternoon segment. Um, and it's kind of geared toward there's lots of different ways to go camping. Yes. Uh, and some of it, it you know seems very challenging, and I'm going to dis- dispel those myths. But we're going to look at kind of family car camping so kind of the easier um sometimes more stuff involved but it's because you want to be comfortable and then more of a backpacking style camping so everything uh in a pack off-site somewhere so you are much more self-reliant and self-sufficient um so we'll talk about all that stuff um you know if you're taking your family especially with if you have younger kids what should you be worried about what should you not be worried about how big should the tent be? Dress for the weather. What do you do for fun? And, you know, spoiler alert, you don't need to pack a whole bunch of games and stuff because the kids are going to have fun on a scavenger hunt. Suddenly those sticks are wildly interesting. Um, they're <laughs> actually going to talk to you because there's no TV. They can't go hide in the room. Stars will be pretty most of the time. You might see a weather balloon. You might not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it'll be all that kind of fun stuff, but also, sort you know, 
what are the basics to take with with you for those trips uh, and how to do it. Just a quick breakdown, because you started off mentioning, you know, car camping versus mm-hmm. versus backpacking. And I guess the difference is, uh, and I, but I want to ask you a little bit about it. Car camping, you are, you're, you take your stuff in the car, you park it, and you set up your campsite. Pretty much, yeah. So, so you, you do have the benefit of taking more. Mm-hmm. Those backpacking trips, you are carrying on mm-hmm. your back your shelter. Yep. Your fuel, your yep. food, your water, your your um, your sleeping bag, mm-hmm. you're taking it all. So the preparation for a backpacking trip, I guess, is more demanding. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the biggest differences, other than the amount of stuff, mm-hmm. is uh, when you go backpacking, like an overnight backpacking trip, versus car camping. With that overnight backpacking trip, you're carrying a trowel. Whereas when you're car camping, most of those places have restroom facilities. So there's that. Um, yeah, car camping is usually easier. You may take more stuff, but it's because you're going for the sort of this. It's it's closer to glamping and, and RV kind of stuff where you're right. going to have maybe a grill set up, bigger meal. Yeah. Is more st- I mean, you're taking more stuff because yeah. you want to be comfortable, comfortable, comfortable. Uh, whereas backpacking, it's more about getting somewhere, getting away. Um, yeah, and and on that trowel, because I guess this is getting in the weeds, and I'm sure y'all won't be covering this necessarily. Probably not. But for our listeners out there, a trowel is a tool for when you go to the bathroom. Mm. It, it enables you to dig a hole, dig a latrine to a degree. Let's just say it like that. But mm-hmm. it's a real lightweight little shovel. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is some etiquette to that yep. that we can talk about here on the Carolina Outdoors as we broadcast early on a Saturday morning, not during a meal time for most. Mm-hmm. Many Most people are going into work or maybe they're still laying in the bed. Welcome aboard. Some of you are coming in late, you clubbers out there from a Friday night. But there's a little bit of etiquette to that if you're backpacking with a trowel and you do, you know, if you're near water, you need to go away from water. Yep. And, Far. and downstream, it's a hundred feet or more is the is the recommended amount. But not that you all will get into that. Tell us about the equipment, and and I'm going to hint at an eight man tent may not be the best for a backpacking journey. Um, but what would a backpacking-type tent look like in comparison? Yeah, yeah backpacking tent's going to be a lot lighter weight. Uh, it's not going to be as tall. Um, you know, it, It's more for shelter than for comfort. It will be usually made out of, out of lighter weight but sometimes stronger materials, and if there's two people with one tent, you're going to divide it up. So maybe one person gets the, the stakes and the poles, other person carries the fabric. So the the vestibules and everything, um, and it's really designed in a lot of cases just for humans. You might be able to get some gear in there, but a two person tent, Bill, mm-hmm. you and I would fill a two person tent up and and then some. Like we would need a bigger tent. Um, if I'm going solo, a two person tent is comfortable for me. I can spread out. I can put my bag in there. I don't want my gear getting wet. So yeah, you know, a backpacking tent is smaller. It's lighter. Oftentimes, it is also more expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, because of those lighter weight materials, um, so if, you know, higher grade nylons, uh, they may have some Kevlar in there, titanium, all this kind of stuff versus a point of entry family style tent, which is, um, probably not going to last as long, but they're also taller. 
They're easier to get in and out of. Uh, and the jury is out on which one is easier to set up. And so I'll tell you this because I'm going to tell everybody this on Monday. Uh, if you have a camping trip coming up and you've never set up your equipment, you should do that before you go. And uh. if you have questions or concerns about it, bring that tent with you to Jesse Brown's and let us help you do that. Uh, at the very least, it may be low-level embarrassing for you, but it's better than being way far away and not having shelter because something's broken, missing a part, has a giant hole in it. Like you shouldn't have a, a uh, sunroof in your tent, <laughs> generally speaking. I wonder if my son's listening. That rainstorm wasn't that bad, was it, <laughs> when we had that sunroof in the tent? Of course, you can check out our tents at Jesse Brown's Outdoors jessebrowns.com tune in to wes uh wbtv is the station mm -hmm. um he will be on there sharing i interrupted i need to i need to jump through this with you real quick because i interrupted you on something that i i like to hear about and i like to talk about but um f the reward for a backpacking trip because mm -hmm. it sounds like you, it takes a little bit more time of preparation a little bit more concern and how to pack you have a backpack uh footwear is going to come into play because you need support not only on your back but on your feet as you carry it uh, but the reward is you're getting away from the crowds yeah. maybe a little bit yep. more you you may be able to get to that scene that, that nobody else gets to see or not as many people get to see the reward of a car camping trip and you were talking about it with saying glamping a little glamour camping um, is the food yeah uh, and that came up, We a quick tease, Facebook Live, we're going to bring that to the Carolina Outdoors at 1.30 on March 2nd. That is the first Thursday of March, 1.30 p.m., March 2nd. We're going to bring Facebook Live to the Carolina Outdoors. We invite you to log in your Facebook and participate because that was one of the things that came up. Favorite camping meals uh, on the one we did in February here on the Carolina Outdoors. It uh, created a lot of conversation about meals and s'mores, but that is the benefit to car camping yeah. is usually you get to eat a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, if I'm car camping, I almost want to treat that kind of like a special occasion. I mean, it's not going to be like Thanksgiving level of preparation, but you know, I might bring the Dutch oven or the old cast iron skillet and cook things outside over an open fire, maybe with charcoal, maybe with wood, which gives it a whole different flavor, and eat food that we normally wouldn't eat. And I'm going to be really honest, mm -hmm. we're leaving the salad behind. Um, <laughs> so we're going to skip all that kind of stuff, but it's going to be good food, stick to your ribs, satisfying, because why not? I mean, that's, the, that's the fun part about it. You know, I might skip some of the easier things like hot dogs or bologna because there are other things that just, at least for one of the meals, it's more fun. And, you know, learning how to cook a dessert over a fire is really pretty good, and everybody likes it. You, know, you can get away with a lot when you're camping, so why not kind of have a little bit of gluttony involved? The voice right there, Wes Lawson, I'm Bill Barty. Hey, this is one of the sports that we can all play. You mentioned you can leave your board games behind. It's because kids can play along with parents mm -hmm. just in the mere preparation for a camping trip and then on the camping trip. They won't let me on the soccer field with my children, and they won't let me even in the schools with my children during basketball practices. Mm -hmm. But camping in the outdoors is a game that we can all play, no matter the gender, no matter the generation. So I think we'll learn a little bit about that from Wes Lawson. We're going to look forward to seeing you on WBTV 
Is it going to air Monday and then some? It's going to be Monday morning live, and then afternoon on QC3 we'll have a couple segments on there. But like I said, if you have an auction and you need an auctioneer, an MC, a co-host, or if you have a TV show, we are available. We are, we are always available. And it is fun for us to be in the outdoors. Of course, you heard Wes mention one of our coworkers, Christopher Line. Mm-hmm. In fact, he uh, filled the void a week mm-hmm. or two ago mm-hmm. here on the program. He does have a curation over at the Charlotte Museum of History. It's something to see about the signs. He is the founder and executive of the Charlotte Signs Project and a published author with that book. So he has been out and about in the community. You'll be able to see Wes again on WBTV, and hey, I played the auctioner, the auctioneer. Mm-hmm. Let's get our terminology down. For uh, <laughs> I better, I better watch being claimed as an auctioneer. But it was fun participating with Cold Water Conservation and the Trout Unlimited group has been so healthy for new members coming yeah. into play and very active in the community. So. Um, of course, we have Dave Bergman, who has spoken many times about mm-hmm. fly fishing and how to get in that sport. But he has also um, uh, been teamed with Trout Unlimited because they have helped plenty of people join into the sport of fly fishing, of course, with the hope that they'll care more about the cold water fisheries where these trout live. Did we cover it all? I, you know, I think we did. <laughs> it, 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 I think we need to shift gears towards thinking about travel insurance, travel medical insurance, doing those things safely because it, basically it's spring and people are traveling. COVID is almost declared over. So book your tickets, get your real ID. We're going to head off. So look out other financial people who air their programs on a Saturday morning weekend via WBT because the Carolina Outdoor guys are coming into the frame as we're talking about financials and insurance and travel, but really emphasis on the travel mm-hmm. insurance. He's Wes. I'm Bill. We'll be back with more on the Carolina Outdoors right after this.